1: You're listening to Satellite Sisters. We are happy to be here today. I'm Leon Dolan in West Hollywood at the Wendry Sunset Studios sitting across from my sister Liz Dolan. Yes,
0: but the required, you know, distance apart. (laughs) It's good we never touch or hug anyway. (laughs) Yeah, we don't have to do that. And so and our engineer Sergio is on the other side of the glass. So he's 100% safe. Totally safe. Yes. So we are together, but separate.
1: Yes. And in Dallas in her closet is Julie Dolan. How you
2: doing, Jewel? I'm good. I'm good. I'm here. I'm, I'm by myself with my dog, uh, Oliver. So we got that going. Uh, yeah. Happy to be here and uh, steal your phrase, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's everyone can steal it. Everyone can steal it at this point. So here's the deal, Satellite Sisterhood. We were actually supposed to be off this week. That's true. Um, yeah, we had taken, scheduled a spring break, like as we often do in March. I don't think we mentioned it last week. because <laughs> <No>, we forgot. <laughs> poorly produced show. Whose fault <laughs> is that? Mine. Uh, but uh, everything we were supposed to do got canceled, like the yep. rest of America. And when we started to think about it and we started to... Uh, communicate with each other, we thought we should get on the air and do this show, because this is exactly sort of what our show is about. It's about community and sisterhood and connections. Yeah, and
0: being there for each other and, you know, yeah. So we're here for you. We know you're here for us. So we like that part of it.
1: Right. You know, when we started Satellite Sisters, we used to joke that our motto was working together by
2: ourselves. Because, (laughs) because, you (laughs) remember that, Jewel? I know. We've always been in different cities. We've always, and that's exactly right. We have been working together by ourselves for 20 years now. Right. So uh, perhaps we can put out some public service announcements for everyone else in the world that is now trying to figure out how to work together by themselves. It
1: is true. We are well situated. Like, Mm -hmm. we've even figured out Google Docs and conference calls and figuring out how to connect with all this stuff. Yeah, Zoom's
0: got nothing on us. Right. We were way ahead of the curve on this.
1: Right, right. So today, we're just going to talk through some stuff, probably the same stuff that you're discussing with your satellite sisters. There's no big agenda. There's no ads. We don't have (laughs) any
0: sponsors for (laughs) today. There's no... We're working for free here, people, (laughs) just because it's that important to us. Yeah,
1: no, but that's true, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was important all of us to be here. So we're doing that, but we do have a little treat at the end.
0: Oh, a super big treat. Don't don't call it a little treat. This is a giant, like, surprise. Here you go. This is going to lift America's spirit.
1: Thank you, Les. <laughs> so at the end of this show, you're going to hear an excerpt from the audiobook of the Sweeney sisters, which is my novel conveniently coming out in the middle of this pandemic. So <laughs> in a couple of months. Yes, okay. April 28th. But the audiobook, I'm going to give you a snippet now. We're going to talk a little bit about the book. I'm going to, as they say in the business, set up the clip. Set up. Set Joel, up. The I'm clip. going to set up the clip. Uh, and so, Julie and I
0: haven't heard the audio book. Oh, it'll all. be exciting. Yeah. It was,
1: it was nerve wracking for me, but it's great. So. But you
0: didn't perform it.
1: No. OK, we'll talk about that later. There's, OK, <laughs> no. So but that's the deal. So at the end of this, uh, you're going to hear a little wow. bit of an audio clip from the uh, the
0: Sweeney it's sisters. It's going to be a super shareable episode for <laughs> this is the one you're going to want to send on to your own satellite sisters.
2: But, you know, we wanted to start with just reaching out to all of you, uh, because that's what we did at, earlier this week that we we all called each other, we're satellite sisters to each other, and I know that many of you have probably been texting, communicating with your satellite sisters. I mean, I think everybody feels anxious and is uncertain, and we are all making new calculations. Um, But it is that sense of connection that we have always talked about here on this show that really is at the heart of what's happening now, because we are all somebody's sister, brother, teacher, Neighbor, I was out uh, on my lawn yesterday yelling at my neighbor, which was really quite nice. And and I was thinking that's a real Dolan thing, you know. We did a lot of yelling in our big, big family <laughs> growing up, and I feel like well suited to that new role where you stand across the street and yell at each other. But. <laughs> Well, we are all someone's sisters and brothers and teachers and friends. And and that's really what gives meaning to our lives. And when nothing else is making sense, I think that sense of connection and just reinforcing that is so important. And it is the realization that we may all be isolated, and we should be isolated by this. But we're going to do it together, you know, mm-hmm. because we, we, you know, you don't need to do it alone. You should do it together. You should reach out to all the people in your life. I mean, I think that for me, I know it's that sense of connection is giving me the courage to do What I what I have to do. Um, I don't know what you sisters are thinking
0: about. Well, this weekend, I was sort of feeling like the people, the friends that maybe you occasionally have time to text with. Now you can just sit down, actually call them on the phone and have a nice long chat because everyone's just at home looking to connect. So. There's a part of that that I was really thinking, OK, I could make the most of this, like just uh, actually talk to people it could be very nice.
1: And we have a lot of amazing tools now that we didn't have. You know, 20 years ago, obviously, the closest comparison for people of our generation is probably after 9-11, although it's a very, very different feeling than mm-hmm. after that. But the yeah. feeling of limbo and the feeling of wanting to reach out and just check in with people, that that is the same, mm-hmm. I think. That's mm-hmm. the same to me. And you have FaceTime and you have Facebook. You have social media, you have all these tools that we didn't have 20 years ago. Yes,
0: so. and for those of you that don't know how to use these tools, this is your chance <laughs> yeah, to learn them. Your, your yeah. teenagers are trapped at home with you; they can yeah. teach you how to, you know, use FaceTime or or Photoshop
1: or learn how to <laughs> learn how to edit something. Go for it. Our, your niece taught us. Our niece yes. taught us how to do Instagram Live with yeah. two people this time. Because I was in Bend, Oregon,
0: this weekend. Because I had planned to be in Oregon all week on vacation. Part work, part skiing. And so, but I was at my brother's house on Saturday, our niece Fiona, um, her college, she's at UC Santa Barbara, college shut down. So she's home in Oregon. So I was over there. I figure I already had all their germs anyway. And uh, I was like, hey, Fiona, can you teach me how to get multiple people on the Instagram live at the same time? And boom, we did it. (laughs) So So there are learning opportunities. New skills. We can all learn something new right now.
1: But Jill, yeah. how are things there? With I mean, you have grandchildren because this is
2: this is just chaotic for families. Yes, with, with, with the younger children. children. And I think for me, for myself, and for many boomers, this is our big moment because a lot of us are being asked to now do childcare because you know schools are closed, but parents still have to go to work. And so, yes. In fact, I have been pressed into service. Um, that my grandchildren's school is closed, and they are supposed to be doing e-learning. Okay, you heard me say, supposed to be doing. <laughs> Learning it's chaotic because first of all, it's not as if the teachers have had you know uh, months and months to prepare these online lessons. I mean, there may be some of it that it was going on in the school, but it not not all of it. Not and all. So this is a new experience for, forever. So the first couple of days, I have to say, it's been pretty rough, <laughs> rough for Urban Nana, mm-hmm. which is my uh, nickname as a grandmother. Uh, I I have a seventh grade. Granddaughter, so she's an independent learner. That's fine. She's doing a lot of troubleshooting for the teachers who have posted stuff online that doesn't seem to be working. Online. <laughs> so know. she yeah. and her friends are Facebooking on the side and figuring it out. The uh, Benjamin, um, this is this could not be better news. This whole um, stay-at-home <laughs> e-learning. <laughs> he is just a kind of kid that like has no idea what his math assignment is, but he can tell you exactly how many days he has left in the school year. So the fact that he is home and for a couple of hours a day, he has to do something on a computer that like nobody really knows what's supposed to be happening. This is, this is really so far so good for him. That's his and learning style. That really fits his learning style. Okay. So he's uh, that's what's good. Going- then, and then, uh, Peter, the youngest who's in kindergarten, who's barely learned to read. Okay. Right. Just, and, and it's all online instructions and he's supposed to be, you know, doing this independently. So this isn't happening. No. So for day two, uh, like all e-learning had broken down by ten thirty in the morning <laughs> and we were watching angry birds too. Okay. I, so, I just don't know how parents are supposed to do this. It's, I, terrible. it's very, very hard. And now that as during this now new 15 day period where everyone is really supposed to stay home, this is not a snow day. You're not a snow day. You're not supposed to make play dates. Right. You're not supposed to have sleepovers. You're supposed to keep your family units home. This is really uh, not easy. Um, you know, and I think, you know, for for many grandparents, you are. This is our moment, okay? Like they've said terrible things about boomers forever, <laughs> but this is our public service now. That if we can step in and help with the child care, um, this is really important. So on one hand, that's what I'm doing. Uh, many of you know, sisters, you know this that I've been very involved with a number of child care centers here in Dallas. I'm on the board of a nonprofit that works with. Uh, childcare centers that are in low-income neighborhoods. And for us, it's all hands on deck there too. We're trying to keep these centers open because um, because th- these centers serve families of the working poor. These are people that don't have uh, may not have other options, but it is complicated, it's yeah. hard. We're trying to figure it all out. We're also trying to make sure that children that normally were receiving two to three meals a day in a childcare center still have access to food and we're working with our food partners i mean we are not a food distribution center necessarily but we are trying to work with food partners in the dallas area to make sure that the families we serve can um can still you know that these children Mm -hmm. get fed and that they're cared for but it is it is every day all day trying to figure that out so um um, for me, that's the big thing. It's about child care. And it's interesting when I listen to you know the national press conferences. I just heard one from the mayor of New, uh, the Governor of New York. People don't have answers about the child care thing. Right. It's not that is not a clear thing. Um, and we do need our health care workers, our firefighters. We need people need child care. And we have to figure out how to do that safely, so uh, for the children and for the ch- uh, the child care teachers, so that they can be safe. But it's a, it's a yeah, it's the, such uh, a
1: complicated issue. Like mm-hmm. here in Los Angeles, LA public schools, they close them, but. They said, "Well, we'll set up these family like family resource centers. Yeah, mm-hmm. and of course now that you can't gather in more than groups of ten, they can't. Mm-hmm. They had to ditch that plan. It's a very, very complicated thing. Yes, mm-hmm. and there's yeah, childcare. I I I know I would be a hundred percent terrible at this job if I." Had... <laughs> If I had but to
0: learning at home with yes, your if if young children, children are young,
1: yeah, if my ch- I would, I think I would have scrapped the whole plan and just said, "Here are some Legos and some audio books." <laughs> and I wish you
2: well. And yeah. uh, you know, here's, yes, I mean, that I, is it. I've I've done a lifeline to our sister Sheila, who is a teacher, yeah. and mm-hmm. who has done online teaching before. Just. <laughs> help me out but uh yes there there's going to be some breakdowns in the system over here so uh i wish you know children all uh, children and caregivers all over stay well and just uh do the best you can that's all i can uh, yeah. all i can say and all i can do
0: yeah, I, I, someone posted in our Facebook group a list of well, you know, maybe the e-learning thing that's not working out. It's a good time to teach your children how to cook, or how to change the oil in the car, or how
2: to do, or how, vacuuming. Yeah. I think they should get cleaning. <laughs> Yes. Vacuuming and cleaning may, may be on the <laughs> curriculum this week. Yeah, okay. how to balance a checkbook.
0: Okay. Life skills.
1: I, I think that would be great. I feel like they probably have weird pressure from school systems to turn in these assignments, though. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? That's It's fine if they're, you don't actually have to turn it in. And it's anxiety-producing enough. Like, this is an anxiety-ridden generation. And so then if they need to get stuff in... I mean, I'm, I I just, yeah I'm very sympathetic to like the high school junior who's, who's been told their entire high school career, this is the biggest year of your life. My gosh, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is going to determine your entire life. And all of a sudden you like can't go to school and do that, what yeah. you're freaking out. So yeah. I know life skills are great, but I that's why I feel like, this pressure on the kids. Oh, and the parents. It's a lot. I, My hats are off to you. Yeah. Really.
0: Maybe now's a good time to mention that our other sister, Monica, many of you know that Monica is a caregiver. She is a nurse in a stroke clinic at a big medical center in Oregon. And just because there's a new virus in town doesn't mean people stop having strokes. Right. So they're trying to figure out what do they do? How do they treat those people? How do they check on the patients they have? Some of that you can do with telemedicine. Some of it you cannot. So it's a super complicated scenario for people who are not necessarily just working on the people who are sick with the coronavirus to still provide a level of support to their patients.
1: Yes. So, yes, thank you for mentioning Monica. But she
0: said one of her big dilemmas also is, does she keep her hair color appointment yeah. at the end of the week? <laughs>
1: I know, not to
0: make light of it, but the three of us were having that same conversation same yesterday. Urgency haircuts, are they still,
1: I don't know. I don't know what to do. Way yeah.
0: overdue for a haircut. What do you do about it?
1: Well, one of the things I've been thinking about are all these giant milestones that people have had to cancel, like weddings, funerals, yes. graduations, bar mitzvahs. You know, the springtime is just filled with celebrations. Mm-hmm. So, I and you don't, you don't get that back. No. Like, you don't get that opportunity back. It must just be heartbreaking, along with all the work conferences and the charity events and this and that. All of those big milestones, that's a real adjustment for people. That takes a while for people to settle in and go, okay, yeah. well, I guess we did the right thing. but.
0: Yeah, our nephew Sam is one of those kids who will not get a college graduation. He graduates this spring from UC Irvine, that is not going to happen.
1: Right. I, my son is also the class of 2020. Oh, that's, Colin. Right. <laughs> that's right. And, uh, you know, they have not actually, he's at school in the state of Washington, in Olympia, Washington, so about 80 miles south of Seattle. And uh, they haven't actually canceled graduation yet, but they have essentially canceled spring term they're on the quarter system so spring term uh through like the end of april Mm -hmm. for living on campus but Colin, colin this year he's like half staff half student he's an intern in the media department there uh for his senior year so he he actually is sort of essential personnel because all of the teachers are going to be trying to do this, uh, these online lectures and stuff right. like that, and he'll be setting this all up.
0: Oh, oh. That's
1: actually what he's yeah. been doing,
0: sort of running. He was born for this moment.
1: This is it. I mean, <laughs> this is, but he's essential personnel. So. His skills
0: are never going to be more in demand than they are I right know. now.
1: But, but uh, you know, all kidding aside, like, as if it's not uh, stressful enough to be a college senior, looking at the job market and things mm-hmm. like that, I this, know. this is rough, yeah, for the class of 2020. If you're a senior in college, this is a rough time. Uh, yeah. and it's a rough time. And well, it, and
0: our niece Fiona was telling me this weekend that all she's a college junior. You know, these kids work so hard to line up these summer internships. Yes, they're all getting canceled. They're getting canceled. Like. How are you going to have an intern if you don't even have people in an office? Right. Yeah. right. Like you can't make that plan. You can't commit that to like these really bright, ambitious, organized college students. That's just all going to get canceled.
1: And then you drop down to the high school level, and you think of everything being canceled there—all the plays and the sports plays, seasons. the
2: proms. Yeah. You know, all of these. Yeah. Just as you said, milestones. You know, we were talking about just as we as we start to really. You know, this all, this whole new world sort of gets soaks in that we have to cut everyone some slack. You know, people are having wildly different reactions to this, and also people are on very different timelines. What, you know, what you might have figured out on Sunday, you know, other people here on Tuesday, as we record this, are just now like, oh yeah, I guess I can't do that, or I can't do that, Uh, and. The decisions that seem perfectly logical in the morning um you know are really sort of crazy dangerous in the afternoon mm-hmm. uh, and that and that you know that this isn't the time for it's the time for pulling together, but it's not a lot of time for a lot of judgment, you know that you know if you see things that are like why is that person doing that? you know, it may be that they just are not on the same timeline that you've been on and that um, you know, that this is going to be hard on all of us. And that, you know, the more that we can be patient with each other, the more that we can be tolerant of things, uh, I think is really, really important. I, I you know, I ask it of, of other other people as I make, you know, because we, no one knows what the right decision is, right? right? So we all have to figure this out, right? I think We will, I think we as a nation, I really do think as a country, we're going to, we're going to come together, you know? Yeah, I've been calling it the big limbo with mm-hmm. my kids
1: because they keep, you know, when we're talking about what are you going to do? Colin was supposed to come home for spring break with a bunch of friends. He's not now because there's no reason to. And just stay. And one of them works at a grocery store, so they're on the front That's lines. That's essential like, personnel. And Colin is, too. And, he, and so, But I've been calling it the big limbo. But you're right, Julie. I, I almost lost it yesterday when someone was relating a story about, oh, how terrible it was they had to stay at home and because their country club was closed. Oh. And I thought, okay. I, I hate you. Uh, <laughs> Liz? Liz? No, but- no, that's. I'm right. sorry. I know I'm not supposed to be judgmental. I know you're not. And yeah. I, I. But you're right. I needed to cut her some slack, Julie. That is an important lesson. She is yeah. on a different time timeline, okay. and maybe a different century. I don't know than uh, <laughs> than other people. But yeah, I needed to. Yeah, I needed to really have some take a right. deep breath there. Oh my
0: yeah. God! And there are people on the front lines, like Oh Carrie in our Facebook group. Carrie, you work at Costco. God love you, Carrie. I don't know how, like I was in the grocery store yesterday. I was just so effusively thankful to the cashier. So the people like that that are helping us all kind of keep our lives together, thank you for doing what you do. You didn't realize you were emergency workers, too.
1: Right. Uh, Polly also wrote in our Facebook group that she's supporting her police officer husband. That has to be a stressful job now. Very
0: stressful. Because you
1: feel like at any point. Point, things could get out of hand. People yeah.
0: could panic, you know? Yeah, and Beth noted in the Facebook group, she's a primary care nurse. You know, you're trained for it. You're ready for it, but that doesn't make it easy or safe to do. Right. So thank you, Beth, and all of the other medical people we know we have listening. It's super challenging out there right now. And this part, the cutting every, everyone some slack, that does remind me of 9-11, especially right after 9-11. I was in New York City for that, but it's just people are emotionally all over the place and it's it's easy to to lose it or it's easy to just block it out and everybody has their own way of dealing with the stress or the being in the big limbo that's a good phrase and that is exactly what it feels like
2: yeah. And you don't know the burdens that they have. You don't no, know right. who they're trying to take care of and who they're worried about or, you know, they're, you know, they've you know, or people who are losing their jobs or, you know, right. that or we're looking for jobs, all of these situations. So uh, if we can cut people some slack, I think it, that that is the right way to go. Mm
0: hmm. Mm hmm.
2: So also there are
0: a lot of people, Leon, you could provide some insight on this. There are a lot of people that have to work from home for the first time in their career, yes. right? And at first you think, well this will be great. Yes. No commute, no this, no that. But it's hard to even if you don't have little kids at home right. or school age kids at home, working from home does not come naturally to a lot of people. <laughs> so do you have any
1: tips? As someone who is like lifelong worker from home? Yeah, people have always said to me, I can't believe you work at home. I don't know how you do it. And you just grind through it. Yeah. So, yeah, right. You don't have to shower. That's fantastic. <laughs> you really, you're like, oh, now I could be one of those people I see with wet hair at 1 o'clock in the afternoon because that's when you take a shower. And you can get up and walk your dog and that's great. But what you can't do is get caught up in chores and tasks. Mm. You really do need to set aside some actual hours and get the work done. So yes, there are going to be dirty dishes in the sink. Yes, you have laundry to do, but that's not your work. So you need to separate chores and tasks at home with your actual work life. Mm-hmm. Okay. And turn on off- like re- grazing in the refrigerator. Yes, because- I know. Right.
0: <laughs> A lot of stress eating going on. Yeah,
1: that's the other thing. I you will find when you work from home, you're like it's ten thirty. I could have lunch, (laughs) and then you realize by about three o'clock, is it dinner? Am I having? What's happening now? So, so there's the with the stress eating. My only trick to that is uh, don't buy it. Oh, yeah. If you can't be alone with it in the house, don't buy it.
0: It's what weight loss groups call environmental control. Yes. yes. I mean, just do, uh-huh.
1: do not buy it. I was surprised when I saw those pictures on people's Facebook page of like, look, I bought Cheetos and this and that and blah, blah, blah for, for you know, the quarantine. I was like, well, you're going to regret that. Cause Are you judging me for my pigs <laughs> in a blanket?
0: I did post that photo. Yes. <laughs> I- Julie, when I arrived this morning, Leon's like, of all things, why did you buy pigs in a blanket? I'm like, literally, it was the o- only frozen food left in the entire store. There was one package of pigs in a blanket. And I thought, well, those look delicious. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. I'm not going to judge you, Liz. <laughs> okay. My last tip from
1: working from home is do not have the news on all day. Like That's
0: what I've been doing. If, I got to stop doing that.
1: If you can literally turn the TV off, like it's hard enough to have access to social media, but actually like running the news in the background, that's not a good idea. Yeah. So just really try to be disciplined about TV on, TV off. So if you can figure out your work hours, if you can not stress eat, uh, and if you can hold off lunch to like 11, 15. <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a different challenge. I yeah. think people will find, some people will find they really hate it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's not all it's cracked up to well, be. Well, also, most people,
0: or many people, like to be together. Right. You know, right. it's right. kind of, an office can be fun. I know people complain about it all the time, but people, many people need some kind of social interaction.
1: Right. So and working at home can be lonely. Yeah. So uh, that's that's the other thing. Yeah. Here's
0: another thing you might not want to do that I did the other day is rent the movie Contagion. <laughs> oh, gosh, I, I kept reading about it and I thought, okay, well, everyone said it's like a very realistic portrayal of what could happen, and like. Gwyneth Paltrow dies in the beginning, and then it sets the whole right. Plot I into, saw it in the theater. We've all it was, seen it. Yeah, don't. It, it was actually really good. It's, it's a, a good pr- movie. I probably did not need to see it. No, on on Saturday, but that's <laughs> that's what I did with my spare time. I could do something more useful.
1: <laughs> well, I, I mean, let's face it, and not having sports, that is a big oh, yeah. gap. In our programming, sports takes us away from things and literally not having March Madness or the English Premier League or Formula One or Major League Baseball or the NBA.
0: I was talking to a friend of mine on the phone the other day who's worked at CBS Sports her entire career. She said, this is the first March since 1984 that I have not worked on the basketball Mm -hmm. tournament. So that's super dislocating for all those people that do that as a job, too.
1: Yeah, it makes it breaks my heart, all those
2: athletes and all
1: oh the God. levels of all the sports, the NCA, It's just I think it's just it's it is what it is. Mm-hmm. This is it. It's everybody, an, it.
2: Everybody's dealing with it.
1: Everybody's. Right? That's the only thing that makes it OK, I think, Joel. Like when I thought about, well, my book tour. All right. But oh, well, everybody yeah. is dealing with this. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else to do. Um, except on our Facebook group. People have got
0: some good ideas about what to do. I okay. know.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, we're trying to keep it positive over there. We're trying to keep it upbeat. We're trying to keep it sort of collective wisdom, questions you're asking, getting through the time. So someone posted, what projects are you undertaking during uh, during this period of quarantine? And there they were, I mean, first of all, my favorite answer was getting that yeast-free sourdough starter started. I mean... That's on brand. God love 100%. you. That 100%. is on brand. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Yeast-free sourdough starter started. Go for it. I don't even understand most of those words, but okay. Sounds like super productive use of your quarantine time. A lot of people were decluttering, spring cleaning early, cleaning out the garage. One woman wrote she was rage cleaning the bathroom. That's a fantastic use of extra energy and a calorie burner. Way to go. Uh, Someone was going to learn Photoshop. Yes. Fantastic. I
0: actually would like to do that. I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos. We're, we're going to be doing more videos in the Facebook group, so yeah. I've been I've been studying that over the weekend.
2: All right. Can we- I say, can I say I walked my dog yet? Like yesterday, I walked I eight miles. I walked my <laughs> dog. The dog was like. <laughs> I had a little nervous energy. The dog's like, "Please, please don't!" He, he did when he saw the leash come out last like, night.
0: Leave me alone.
1: <laughs> alone. It is true.
2: the The luckiest, he, the luckiest
1: living beings in America are the dogs yes. in America because the their people like, are just, home and they're going to get they walked.
2: Have seen people I've never seen in my neighborhood. They're out. They're walking. You know, that's that's all you can do.
1: <laughs> also, in our Facebook group, people they're stitching, they're knitting, they're sewing, and they're quilting. I mean, wow. we have hey, a lot of... Good. I like that. I yeah. like that. That's impressive. All right. We had several people mention that they were, and I said, I'm not making this up, finishing costumes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, one, for professional purposes, uh-huh. Emma sure. Emma is a professional <laughs> costume designer oh. and she's sewing costumes. And Kathy was just doing her Ren Faire costume. So oh, she does it up every year for yeah. the Ren Fair. All right kudos to you for taking online piano lessons that, that's smart. you can do that
2: yes Liz yeah. you can do it Liz, all. maybe you can do that yeah. yeah I don't have a piano but you could like make a paper piano yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think you need the piano. I'm <laughs> going to say, I think you I'm need I'm not the-
0: sure music is my learning no. to play an instrument. It's too late for me for that. Yeah. But So all these digital tools, Julie, that's why, yeah, I'm better off just really mastering Photoshop.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, and then one thing I want to mention, because several people posted they were looking for online fitness um, uh, opportunities. You know, our previous sponsor, OpenFit, there's an excellent online platform that yes. has bar and Pilates and dance and yoga. Well, we tried it yesterday. Our code still works. So if you want 30 free days, uh, you can text SISTERS to 303030. 30 30, and then they'll mm-hmm. send you a link. And that code still works. And those are good classes. And they're adding more uh, every day. So give it a whirl because yeah. you can get some online classes over there.
0: Okay. I'm totally going to do that. Yeah. So um, over the weekend, as I mentioned, I was in Bend, Oregon. But then and I had planned to stay in Oregon all week, but things being what they are, I just thought, okay, Sunday, I'll go home. So I was texting with our sister, Monica, about the fact that I was flying home from Redmond, Oregon, to LAX on Sunday night. And she texted me back, whatever you do, do not use those terrible cramped bathrooms at LAX. Wet your pants if you have to. That was a text (laughs) from our sister, the nurse. Wet your pants if you have to. Yeah. And I thought, it's really come to that. Right. We're now getting texts where medical professionals (laughs) are telling us, wet your pants if you have to. So I posted this in the Facebook group, and I said, are you hearing anything that you never thought you would hear? And uh, first of all, Jennifer noted, she said, I laugh because I can totally hear Monica saying that. And those of you who know Monica from the old days know that's true. Uh, Christina said, I never thought I'd say, I've been searching for a whole chicken for the past two days with no luck. You know, that's surprising. <laughs> Sylvia said, I never thought I would say these words to my, to my son. How strange to live in a world where I'm irrationally happy for you to spend most of the day playing online video games in the basement. Okay? <laughs> Sylvia never thought she would say that. Sylvia, I hear you. But yeah. it's making her happy. I
2: hear Sylvia. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Betsy said, she just, the whole, like, let's bump elbows. Never thought she would be saying that to people, but that's true. Terry was surprised that someone said to her, if you need toilet paper, let me know. <laughs> because again, who would have thought that would be polite conversation between yeah. people. I had to text our cousins on, on Sunday uh, yeah. because they're going to be on spring break and maybe borrowing my house in Bend for some of that spring break. So I actually texted our cousin Beth saying, okay, I just did a count. There are only seven rolls of toilet paper in the whole house and they're not in the stores. So if you're going to be here all week, it's a BYOTP yeah. situation. So uh, anyway, then she she responded very seriously. Of course, we'll bring everything that we, we will need. And I had to respond back like, really, I feel like an insane person that I just texted you that.
1: <laughs> right. Um,
0: and then Sharon said, uh, I told my husband to please eat a huge bowl of ice cream so I would have more room in the freezer. She never <laughs> thought she would say that. But Jennifer gets the award. Uh, for hearing what I thought was the strangest phrase, she never thought anyone would say to her, the pet store is rationing crickets. <laughs> oh so these are dark times, uh, but we can find some pleasure in uh, in the way we are interacting with each other, as long as we remember to be kind.
1: Who eats uh, crickets? Is it I don't lizards? know, lizards or things? Okay. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. Who eats crickets?
0: Jennifer, let us know who you're for, I mean,
1: maybe Jennifer and her husband are eating crickets at this point. <laughs> they are know. apparently
0: I, a good I source got. of protein. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so
0: yeah, so we we mention our Facebook group a lot because that is such a good community, and you have always been fantastic at keeping each other's spirits up. You know, we describe Satellite Sisters as a pep talk for modern women. And I would say for sisters and misters yes. in the current environment. But the pep talk part of it is important. So uh, so we're going to try to figure out some fun stuff to be happening there, maybe going live in the Facebook uh, group uh, more often during the week. The same with Instagram Live. So you're going to want to... Um, Make sure you're following us in both places. And then we have this Facebook page that we hardly ever use.
1: Right. But we're <laughs> going to start using it a little bit more yeah. because it's public and it can be shared and things like that. Yeah. So if you haven't liked our page on Facebook, we suggest you do that yeah. if you're interested in seeing more videos and things like yeah. that.
0: Because then if we post something, you can share it to all your friends. Right. Whereas the group, because it's a private group, you can't share it out of the group. So – Again, we're learning some new skills here. Right. We're we're gonna we're gonna do that. And Leon, rocking the Spotify playlist. Thank yeah, you very much. I
2: know. you did it, sister. Well, you've been making like mixtapes since since you were like thirteen. Yes. So you- I
1: have, Julie. Yes, thank you. I, I know. It, it just it takes me back to do a playlist. I love it. It's so easy on Spotify, but I really thought about these two. So the first one, if you listen on Spotify, you can find uh, just search Satellite Sisters playlists. It's there. I made two. One was inspired by my dance showcase uh, because I know a lot of people now are just going to be dancing around in their living room. You,
0: you <laughs> think they will be? Okay. Okay. Well,
2: I think so. You have to get some <laughs> you exercise. You can't, to, you can't go to your gym. Class can't no. go to your dance class. They're all canceled. Gotta keep dancing, right? Right. Don't right. Stop dancing. I
1: right. mean, if you're home with kids, this is it. Dancing in your living room is one of the playlists. So yeah. some of the songs, like I have Rhythm Nation on there, Boogie Wonderland, oh. La- Ladies Night, oh, songs wow. that we dance to during the showcase, and then other just dance tunes. So <laughs> there you go. It's about a, it's about an hour's worth of tunes for you to dance around your living room. That is an important public service, Leah. it is. I yeah. So I mean, Liz, we are all part of the Rhythm Nation now. <laughs> I just That's wanted true. to remind you that <laughs> we're all part of the rhythm nation now. Um, the second one I called "Calm Down" and "Self Isolate," uh-huh. and that is there are a lot of songs with "Breathe" in the title. I don't oh. know if you knew that, but I sprinkled those oh, throughout. Nice. So these are songs uh, that hopefully will just relax you, remind you of certain things. Have there's some hidden meaning, but just mainly just. Delightful songs that go together, you know, from the last 40 years or so. So, Le-
2: Leanne, I really enjoyed that. And I think it's really helpful. Like, if you have to go to the grocery store, you know, that's it's really stressful now. It is. So, to listen to some calming music is a really good thing to do. Right. So, thank you for that. Okay. Yeah.
0: You know, I did the dumbest thing at LAX the other night when I was, when I landed. <laughs> For some reason, I just was instinctively, every time I passed someone in the hall, holding my breath. And I just know that's probably not how to avoid
2: the coronavirus. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something like lick the guardrail or something. but <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm no i'm happy that it was just holding your breath liz that's not so bad
0: yeah but that's right the breathing is importantly and you're right yeah. don't don't stop breathing dancing breathing relaxing calming right it's all going to be it's, important
1: it's really important and again ca-
0: calling I, each other right. right
1: calling each other uh so um you know we were going to go to the audio book now but does anybody have anything else what's what are we going to do this week what are you doing liz are you doing anything
0: uh believe it or not it's we are scheduled to record the final episode of safe for work this oh week. okay so which is so we're trying to figure out how to do that because we're not going to fit in a studio in the same way we would be too close together so we're working on remote production of safe for work that's on thursday but other than that i don't know learning learning some learning new, tricks. new tools yeah, yeah learning yeah. new
2: tools jewel
1: what's on your to-do list
2: E-learning, Liz. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I give. I I mean, it does. You know, the parents have to go to work. Right. They have to, you know, and so to help them uh, by by, you know, doing childcare. That's that's my number one thing. And then my second thing is obviously working with uh, these these childcare centers in Dallas to see, you know, to be part of the solution to figure out. Keeping them open, closing them. What's going to happen to the people who work, you know, own these small businesses if they close? You know, helping them navigate how to how to apply for state and federal aid. There's a lot of stuff going on. So, but child care, the whole area of childcare, I, I would say, is my number one thing, and then just walking. Uh, I <laughs> right, oh gosh, I'm I'm gonna probably <laughs> I'm gonna be doing a lot of walking, yeah. Yeah. Remember,
1: Joe, when you were here during my recovery and I was just wandering around the backyard, yeah. just trying to get my steps in? Now you know. You could do, even if you don't feel safe on the street, you just wander down around the backyard. Just march back and forth. Yeah. You don't have to be going far. You could still get those steps in if you need to.
0: It was pouring rain here in Los Angeles last night, but I'd been in the house most of the day with Hooper, so we just we were the only people in the park, just like a wet dog, a wet me, walking yeah, around Liz, in the pouring rain. You know,
2: rain. Liz, you and I went to Patagonia together in Argentina, and we learned to hike in the rains. You yes. just get those rain pants out, Liz. You get
1: exactly, back out. Julie. Okay, I was ready. I was ready. Well, for me, one of the things on my to-do list is, um, as they say in the business, pivoting to digital. Uh, You know, uh, in all seriousness, I was supposed to be going on a book tour in a couple of weeks. Nothing has officially been canceled yet, but, you know, probably not. you (laughs) got to prepare. (laughs) Got to prepare. Um, My book launches April 28th, so I was excited about events at Fromans, and then I spent last week. How, what a difference a week makes, yeah. right? I spent last week telling you all the cities I was going to. Now, there's all the cities I'm probably not going to, but okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. We should probably
0: mention that our May 17th in Washington, D.C., That event, Satellite Sisters event, it's still on, but, you know, that's TBD. Standby, yeah. We're going to follow whatever instructions come from the CDC and from state and local officials about gatherings. We're just going to follow those. So if that changes, we'll let you know.
1: Right. Yeah. I I think, like, the next couple weeks, a lot of things will shake out, and then we'll have some answers on that event and all my events and Mm -hmm. all kinds of things. So.
0: But you can pivot to digital. Okay. That
1: is what I'm trying to do, Liz. So... um, uh, I'm, what does that mean? It, you know, it means... Move, and p- Pivot to digital? Yeah. Uh, maybe that'll be my next playlist. But, um, you know, it means instead of in-person appearances, doing a lot more book blogs, scheduling a lot more podcast interviews with people, doing a lot more videos myself, uh, you know, on my yeah, own page. Good. So that kind of thing... That's that's what and I'm. And you do know out. how to do all of that. I I know how to do all that, and I'm trying just to stay positive about it. And yeah. that's the way it is because well. everybody, in their own way, is pivoting to digital. So <laughs> that's right. That's true. How we're all we're all going to be doing that for the next eight weeks. So uh, so to that end, I was excited that um, my publisher offered up this. Excerpt from the audiobook for Sweeney Sisters. I thought, well, great. I'll put that on the end of the show, you know, next week. We were going to build a whole special show around it this week. And then when everything, when the whole world changed in the last week, we thought, well, it'll still be uplifting for people. Yes, yes. To, yeah. to it hear is it. And when she sent it in, I was actually really nervous to listen to it. It's not my voice. We've mentioned this before. I knew I was not an actress, so I declined to do the audiobook. But I'm very happy that, um, Brittany Presley has done the audiobook. She's narrated a lot of big books, including um, Maybe You Should Talk to Someone. Oh, that, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that a good one. Yeah, that book by Lori Gottlieb. Uh-huh. She has a great voice. Una Out of Order is another book that is just coming out. And she narrated. She's done David Balducci books. Uh, she's a Wow. I, okay. Yeah, she's it's a real brilliant. pro. All no, right. no. She's a real pro. Top of the line. Yeah. So I was really happy. This is my first book that's been novel, I should say. That's been turned into an audio book. So it took me a couple of days to listen to the excerpt, and I'm like, hey, this isn't bad. So <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so okay. we're going to hear a little bit about that. Oh, well,
0: I also want to mention we have some breaking news here at Satellite Sisters today. We can congratulate you, Leanne, because Goodreads just named your book, The Sweeney Sisters, one of the most anticipated books of spring. That is huge. It's actually huge. I yeah. mean, and everyone else on the list, these are
2: 100% legit people on the list. <laughs> Thank you, Liz. This that is a... your sisters. I mean, of course, we would have, you know, we would have said that. But uh, that that's right. This is very legit. Goodreads. Yeah. We
0: will put a link to the Goodreads uh, recommendation in our show notes today. But that is super exciting. That was very exciting. You feel great. Yeah,
1: that was this morning. I got that word. It really made me feel fantastic. So Yeah, I'm very excited about the book. And in fact, this week I had to go through and pick some quotes. And so I had to essentially reread the book again. I'm like, this is pretty good. (laughs) 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 He's heard it. You lose perspective. But, yeah, making that Goodreads list with some really top writers is really an honor. Very very happy to see that. A lot of readers really turn to Goodreads for recommendations. So that was really huge. Everyone, my editor, emailed me right away. She was very excited. So that's fantastic. So,
0: what would be the best thing people could do for you right now to support to support the Sweeney Sisters and you?
1: I'm going to say pre-order, you know, uh-huh. and you can pre-order from your independent bookstore. That's a great way to do the twofer to support uh, your indie bookstore, which mm-hmm. is going to be struggling and uh, writers who are struggling. Yes. So that would be great. A pre-order would be absolutely fantastic of the actual book or the or the audio book that you're about to hear. Oh, And I want to tell you, this audiobook is available on Audible. Of course, there's a Satellite yeah. well, Sister well, Sponsor well, 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 as well. So
0: Yeah, use the promo code SISTERS
1: there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. right. I think you can. You can. Yeah, I think that still works. I think yeah. it still works. Okay. If you want to support your indie bookstore, you can also order your audiobooks from a place called Libro.fm. Oh. Okay? And well, this is a collective of independent bookstores where if you order the audiobooks, you can choose. Uh, it's a free service. You can choose a single indie bookstore to support with your audiobook purchase. Oh, so what a I good go idea. I go in, signed up, I support Romans, which is my local indie bookstore, and all the audiobooks I buy there, Romans gets a portion of. Oh. So that's a collection. Wow. It's, it's called Libro FM. So, Audible, a lot of people already have Audible subscriptions. Yep. Great. Thank you. Or Libro FM.
0: Okay. And we'll put links to both of those in the show notes.
1: Yes. All right. We would like to thank, we're, before I set up the clip, I just want to thank Sergio for coming in today. Yeah. Yeah. We really do appreciate you, it. Sergio oh. Enriquez is our engineer, and uh, he's just the key to this whole operation. <laughs> he's but, at a safe distance. Yes. There's but... a lot of things I'm going to do during the big limbo, but I'm not going back to editing this show. <laughs> 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 it's never going to be that it's much not, of an emergency no. <laughs> working together by ourselves <laughs> I, okay. I Sergio is part of our team right? <laughs> yes so we really appreciate Sergio not only coming in but also sanitizing the studio for us this mm-hmm. morning we really appreciate that uh, and thanks to Wendry for providing uh, the studio and always the support next week we'll be back with a regular show Yep. Um, so yeah. we're carry- we plan to carry on totally carry it's on. the radio spirit for us we came from radio yeah we came from live radio yeah. so this does not intimidate us no and and we also understand like connecting and hearing people's voices very important during mm-hmm. this time
2: this is the, it's the most important thing we can do and so and we want to hear from you okay mm-hmm. that that will really help us if you can go to our Facebook group uh, page and and tell us what you're what you're doing mm-hmm. you know I think that's really important yeah and what you want to hear yeah. Right. Okay. No, provide your own pep talk. Right. Go for it. And we're just sisters. We're not experts. But I do think we're experts in in trying to cheer people up. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: That is our goal, Julie. That well put. Yes. Well,
2: especially you, Julie. <laughs> I have to say. Yeah, you two are kind of owners
1: sometimes. You're the cheeriest. Yes. <laughs> You're the cheeriest of all of us <laughs> um all right, so we're gonna you're gonna hear at the end here this audio clip, so I want to set it up, please so. okay. set up the clip so this is, is from true. the first chapter, but it does, it's not the first couple of pages of the book, so who you're meeting here? The book is about three sisters who grew up in Southport, Connecticut, which happens to be our hometown. But the three sisters in the book are not Julie, Liz, and Leanne, okay. or Leanne, Sheila, and Monica, or Monica, Liz, and Julie. They are <laughs> they are fictional? They are fictional sisters, okay? And uh, they come together because they learn of uh, the death of their father and their father who happens to be a literary lion. Mm. So think of like a John Irving meets John Cheever.
0: Ah, okay, okay, right. Does that give you a picture? Yeah, that's exactly who our father wanted yeah. to be.
1: <laughs> <laughs> With a big head of hair, too. Right. right. Yeah. Great head of hair. Great head of hair. So, uh, so in this first chapter, we meet Liza, who's the oldest sister. She happens to own an art gallery there in Southport, Connecticut, and she's a classic oldest sister. Maybe she's the cheeriest one, Julie. I don't know. All. <laughs> Um, I think all the sisters are familiar, uh, but they are not us. I yes, think that's what yes that, yeah. I think that would be said. Yes, there are certain characteristics of older sisters, not only you, but all the oldest sisters, oldest girls that I know. Mm-hmm. They are super responsible. They're the linchpin. They're the first ones people call. And so that's Liza's role in the family. So when we meet her in this audio book, this audio clip of the Sweeney sisters, uh She has clients in her gallery. They are from Florida. Uh, They're looking to buy a little painting to put in their guest bathroom (laughs) because— You know that's, what, that's people what people do. do on vacation, and she's happy to service them. Although she knows this is not her highest mission in life, but yeah. she's going to sell them that thousand-dollar watercolor to put in their bathroom. So this is a clip uh, from the Sweeney Sisters, published by Harper Collins and William Morrow, and read by Brittany Presley. I hope you love it, and uh, I hope yes, I hope you enjoy it.
3: Thanks, Leon. She had been raised well and married better at least in terms of financial stability. Her business was a success, and not the tax write-off her husband, Wit expected when he gave her a lease and seed money as a Christmas gift, thanks to his particularly large bonus that year. As Wit handed her the keys to the front door, he said, here's a little something to keep you busy. Liza did get busy, creating a space for art that the townspeople could point to as a sign of their impeccable taste, and which she could use to establish her own identity outside of her father's well-known reputation or her husband's centuries-old local heritage. So no, Liza didn't have to indulge her visitors. But she also understood, after 10 years in sales, that you never really knew who had money and who didn't. She'd made that mistake early in her career, judging a client by his brand of shoes and letting him walk out the door, learning later that he was a newly minted billionaire never again would she let her unconscious bias against cheap footwear or loud clothing cloud her business practices. Just then, her cell phone rang. The screen flashed the name Julia Ruiz, her father's housekeeper, a title that didn't even come close to describing the services and the peace of mind she'd provided over the last two decades. Julia was more like an entire home care agency in one. Housekeeper, day nurse, cook, dog groomer, plant waterer, and life coach. She had come to work for the Sweeney family when Liza's mother was sick and never left. After Maeve died, she cared for Liza's younger sisters, Maggie and Trisha, and now for her aging father. Liza had been Julia's point person since day one. The two of them kept the Sweeney's on track. It was unusual for Julia to call in the middle of the workday. She usually communicated via text or fridge post-it note. Excuse me, please, Liza said to her new best friend who was headed to the second floor. I have to take this. Feel free to poke around on your own upstairs. I'll meet you in a minute. What Liza would remember when she thought back on that phone call was the pleading in Julia's voice, so unlike her usual softly accented pragmatism, as if rushing to the big house on Willow Lane could have made a difference. Liza would remember the whoosh of panic that swept through her, giving way to complete focus, allowing her somehow to explain to the Floridians that she had to close the gallery immediately due to a family emergency. The man in the golf shirt looked concerned. Is there anything I can do to be of service? Apologizing while ushering them out of the door of Sweeney Jones, Liza reassured them. It's nothing serious, only something that needs my attention. I understand you're leaving Southport, but please let me get your contact information. I'll have my assistant send you photos this afternoon of some paintings that would be perfect for your guest bathroom. We'll cover the shipping as a thank you. While the husband handed Liza a card, the wife asked if she could let them know the paint color of the gallery door, as long as she was going to be emailing them. This is the kind of blue I'm looking for. It's Benjamin Moore Kensington Blue, Liza said so automatically she startled the wife. Well, thank you. Honey, can you put that in your phone? She turned to Liza with her own surprise, a warm hug that Liza accepted. I hope everyone in your family is fine. God bless you. God bless you was something that Liza could never pull off saying in a million years. But coming from the petite blonde in the yellow sundress, Liza found the sentiment comforting. It allowed her to take a deep, deep breath to steady her hands so she could lock the door of the gallery. She didn't even bother with the alarm. She'd call her assistant Emily or her Sunday saleswoman Jenny once she got to Willow Lane. But first, Elizabeth Sweeney Jones had to call her sisters.